the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Liberty in America is under assault. We no longer live in a reality that includes property rights. We're no longer the kings of our own castle. We no longer enjoy the true benefits of capitalism. Instead, we're negotiating our rights with our own government. This isn't how our country was founded. These aren't the ideas of our founders. It's time to seize back our country. This is the Liberty Hour, where these important issues will be discussed for the sake of America's future. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Constitution in the other, here's your host, Sean Thompson. This is the Liberty Hour, each and every Sunday night, 10 to 11, where we dissect and we reject political talking points of both parties, designed specifically to seize your liberty and grow their power. And it's one thing, if we haven't realized it, each and every week of the Trump administration, I like to call him one step forward, two steps back. And every once in a while, he makes a leap forward. Now, this is also part of the show where I would tell you to give us a call at the studio. However, I'm not going to do that because we have a philosophy here at the Liberty Hour. When as, we're not live, we don't ask people to call. When we're not live, as a listener, I treat you with the respect of a listener. We don't have uh, taglines. We don't have pre-orchestrated responses. What we have is a conversation discussing always the fundamentals of liberty, the intrusion, intrusions on it by representatives who don't really want to be representatives they want to be rulers and every couple of election cycles they pander to you when they're in power they really destroy your liberty in each and every corner and then they tell you it's for your own good and we use primarily for examples republicans because i find them to be the most offensive of all representatives democrats at least have the honesty to tell you they're socialists and they want to paint you a utopia where only they're in charge republicans pretend to be the opposition when in fact they are the greatest warriors of an agenda of government. And you see it each and every time Paul Ryan and uh, old lady face Mitch McConnell come up with a new plan, a new tax plan like this one that really taxes you more, pretends to help you when it doesn't. They give it some name like uh, candy canes and lollipops in Hawaii and everybody gets behind it. But every once in a while we do get some benefit. I vote for that. We do get some benefit to Trump. And I, I say, when he's right, praise him. Because the one thing about Trump is he's pliable. And I do think his intentions are he wants to do a good job. I don't think he's out with the intentions of doing a bad job. I think that his ply, the fact that he is pliable and he is surrounded by Democrat money bundlers like Mnuchin, um, when he's getting advice and being held captive by old lady face Mitch McConnell and Paul Ryan, which, by the way, I'm excited. We come to find out now it's fake news. Um, the Paul Ryan is going to resign or it was a leak or who knows. There was a, a thing in the Drudge Report that said he was going to resign. And I was excited because 18 years because of this, you're a sucker. 18 years of this failure, this kid who has no credentials, who's not achieved anything either in the private sector or as congressman for 18 years, has achieved nothing. 
and just another con man with a decent haircut and a fitted suit, which is the only difference between Republicans and Democrats is the cut of the suit, in my opinion. And it's not just my opinion. It's the way things are working out, the way things have turned out. But what's more troubling is the people, the victims of these politicians that really go around and buy what they're selling and then trust in them to be a difference. And what's bothered me and what's exemplified it this week is the net neutrality argument. Now, I am from Elmwood Park, Illinois. I live near a town called Oak Park. My daughter goes, they actually goes to school, high school in Oak Park. And I'm driving through Oak Park a lot. And I saw all the Toyota Priuses with the I'm with her, Bernie Sanders, and save net neutrality. In fact, Macbeth, I got to tell you, I was on my way yesterday and there was a Prius. I'm not kidding you. A Prius on Oak Park Avenue with all four doors opened in the middle of the intersection. With a big billboard. You know how they used to walk the sandwich people? Right. The end of the world. Right. Well, they have it now with save net neutrality. Oh, jeez. Throw Trump out. I mean, this is in the middle of an intersection, Oak Park. Finally, people are like, can you get out of the way? I have to go about my day. Yeah. And I'm listening to even Fox News. Not that I listen to it, but I, it's the only thing that I'll, I'll put on in between when I'm streaming my Netflix and my Amazon TV. It is, it is what is my, my kind of bookend. Uh, So I'm watching it, and even the Fox News hosts are kind of questioning the the logic in getting rid of net neutrality, which has only been around for two years. Well, what did we do before it? I mean, the the horrors of, uh, you know, I mean, the Internet was stifled. There was no development whatsoever for for the two decades before net neutrality. And then after net neutrality, obviously, all of our problems have been solved. and, And this is the mindset. This is why I named the show for this Sunday, The Mindset of the Slave. You tweaked it. Because you don't, you don't like my... Uh, because I like the English language, well, listen, and I hate what you do to it. First of all, you didn't print out my sheet that I wanted, but it's okay. Yes, I do. I told you it's on the printer. I'm still sitting there. I have the memory that gets it, because it's about the principles of who wants net neutrality. So on the sheet, I don't need it, because I read it, and I'll tell you what it is. Comcast donates nearly $11 million, can be found on OpenSecrets.com, nearly $11 million to keep net neutrality in place. That Comcast and AT&T, they like the monopoly of net neutrality gives it. And they have their own infrastructure. They have their own DNS service. They're they're not subject to the issues that net neutrality tries to address or supposedly address. And not only that, they're not subject to the competition. The lack of that tyranny will create. See, so what you're hearing from these these mindless buffoons in their Prius and their J. Crew outfits who think they're saving the world is that government through net neutrality, it's helping you, it's helping the common man. It's keeping prices down from those evil corporations, you know, kind of like uh, the utilities, kind of like the gas company. See, that's what net neutrality did to the Internet. Right. It made it one. It nationalized it. To an arm of the government. It's a hybrid company. These are hybrid companies now that keep the money flowing to the campaign contributions. I think the ramifications, it's not just what I think, it's, the, it's market principles. The ramifications of this huge leap in a positive direction by Donald Trump. And it was really through his deregulation policies, which is the biggest benefit of Donald Trump. It really is. He's got many, many downsides and national populism and the nonsense that it, that, that it, creates and the penalties and the hidden taxation and devaluing our currency. That's one downside that we constantly should rage against. But when Donald Trump does something like this, this is a big, big deal, Macbeth. It really is. And you're going to see companies come out of the woodwork 
And you're going to see a price war that will benefit us, the consumer. Now, in the in the interim, will will there be some sort of a, a tiered increase? Well, yeah. And should there be, Macbeth? Because what what happened after net neutrality was that Comcast through Xfinity was provide had to provide for everyone. Right. So your, that's your your uh, email uh, internet in, or your streaming service was evenly dividing the bandwidth. They were evenly dividing the bandwidth between that and their TV service. But that's why, for the last couple of years, when you open up your Apple your Apple laptop, yeah. or when you you have your Wi-Fi on your phone, all of a sudden you'll see Xfinity. Yeah. It's just an option there. But all of the Plus money... public Wi-Fi band. See, but what people don't realize is what happened after net neutrality, all of our bills went up. Uh. All of our bills went up. I'm a regular guy with a family of four. I'm paying in excess of 230 dollars for Xfinity now, a you, month. Now that when, you know, That's what car payment... That a company like Xfinity can go ahead or Comcast can go ahead and take, say, you know, a payment from Amazon or Netflix to boost the speed of that service, that's not going to make your bill go up any further. When you have guaranteed consumption... The real price fixing, yep. the real collusion between corrupt business and government, that's when it happens. Net neutrality was a tollway for government corruption. And these companies have gotten even larger. Of course they have, because they're paying they, to they, do so. You have a guaranteed segment, and they don't step on each other. They don't, they, you know, uh, Time Warner isn't available where Comcast is most of the time, and then there's some other companies and stuff like that. They don't step on each other. They have, they have regions. The only monopolies that can ever succeed are monopolies that use government as its enforcer, as its Luca Brazzi. They use government as the shakedown artist. And that's what net neutrality was. It was a braid between government and the last bastion of capitalism known as the Internet. So this is a giant step in the right direction by the Trump administration. And kudos. In fact, give me the FCC guy. Do we have time for him? Yeah, we got time for the shorter one. Give us the shorter one. That fear is unfounded. Prior to 2015, before these regulations were imposed, we had a free and open Internet. Consumers benefit, entrepreneurs benefit, everybody in the Internet economy is better off with a market-based approach. And there was very, very light regulation. There was almost none. Exactly. And it boomed. Because that's what we do as a society when we are free to interact with each other. We are the ones that built the economy, not government orchestrated business decisions, not regulations, not government using its authority to make us buy something it knew was a failure like Obamacare. It's the same principle applied to every instance and that every time the government tries to use a collective authoritarian stronghold over you you lose it creates obamacare it creates the failures of social security it creates the failures of municipal pensions that is because it's using its power against your liberty this is the liberty hour sometimes we're taped but always the same fighting for liberty fighting for freedom rejecting tyranny liberty hour we will be back after these messages. This is the Liberty Hour. Here's your host, Sean Thompson, on AM560, The Answer. This is the Liberty Hour, each and every Sunday night. 10 to 11. Really, and I have to tell you, Macbeth, the thing about having a fundamental principle is it truly is that plug-in we were talking about. You throw a situation, and the answer is always that fundamental freedom and liberty 
in regards to it. And what you see over the course of the, of, and we've been way ahead of the curve on this tax bill. It's true. Way, way ahead of the curve. And one thing I was reminded, you know, because we, I have to kind of get all the news in a week. And because we're pre-taping, by the way, I would tell you to call, but don't call because we're, we're taped. Um, was the Roy Moore loss. You're fired. Right. I don't want to cover Amoroso. No. First of all, Roy, who the why hell would you do that? Why, why would you screw up the show like that? Fire everybody. I thought you didn't want to cover it. I'm easily sidetracked. No, no, no. Listen. No, I hit the you're fired thing for more, you putz. Oh, but he was ah, never hired. You can't fire somebody matter. that was hired. It does. It's ironic. All right. Uh, like never the good fact with that the you honor. have a radio show. All yeah. Right. The fact you have sneakers on, 320 pounds of you. Anyway. Uh, 290. <laughs> and I was up literally all night. Yeah, baby, yeah, yeah. So. I know. Well, it explains the nurse's shoes. All right. So here's the thing. Now I'm taking completely off my point. Good. So the, the thing with Roy Moore. He either we have now you could argue that is it better to have the accused pedophile in versus the socialist? And, you know, ultimately, the conclusion I came to was, yeah, only if you promise to throw him out. Well, that was, you know, remember last week I asked, what's the over under on Roy Moore uh, being in the Senate? How long he's in the Senate? I had guessed 24 hours. Yeah. Under 24 hours. And that was technically correct because zero. Right, exactly. Yeah. And, I, you know, me me for one. Even if he had won, I'm he would have never been in a vote, never been in a debate. I'm indifferent to it. We're from Illinois. Yeah. We're from Illinois. We never have a yeah. senator That's amateur that, hour represents, down there in Alabama. You know, that represents freedom and liberty. And here's the other thing. When the Republicans are behind the bill, like the tax bill, when they are, when they are on the fence, when you're hearing Democrat representatives almost talk for net neutrality which is a, which is a deceptive title of a, a bill laced in tyranny when you have republicans who their idea is the same as the democrats at this point it isn't whether it's roy moore or doug johnson or jones whatever the hell his name is it's fungible anyway it doesn't matter because what really separates them are minor little uh, uh, uh pressure points on the same tyranny and what I, what I wanted, what I hoped for, what I knew, I really knew it wouldn't happen with Trump, but I thought there was maybe an outside chance, is that he would destroy the power of government over our lives, which he did with that net neutrality. Yeah, but, but then he reinforces it in places, He reinforces too. it with this tax law. He's going to reinforce it with the trillion dollars of stimulus. So the, the real issue is the more guys we could keep out that support that agenda, the better it is. Because I have now come to the conclusion that the faster it craters, the faster we heal. And as you think about what's happening in the Trump administration, and, and, and there are some really good things about regulations. Let's not take away from the fact this is a really good thing. But I'm more concerned of the other tyrannies he's got in place, the other issues he's strengthening. For instance, Obamacare. It was great when he said, we're going to get rid of paying the insurance companies the, the, the billions upon billions a month. Did it stop? It was just a talking point he used to calm the, the, his supporters. It's still going on. Paul Ryan says he's going to leave. No, I'm not going to leave because they can't afford to leave. What's well, the classic case? You can't solve a problem. If you're, if you're a politician, you cannot solve a problem. Because then you can't run on that problem. And it's the right, which is the classic case of what we always try to, to, to hit home here at the Liberty Hour is it, the strength of tyranny is in its failure of its plotting, in its failure of its mitigation and manipulation of business, of insurance, of of cable TV, of the Internet. You pick it. 
That's the thing. So when, until we get back to that fundamental liberty, until the capitalists, until the people who believe in a, in, in a representative government, not a government of tyranny, of rule, we're going to just have to deal with these issues one by one. And that's why shows like this and, and, and radio stations like this are crucially important, because I'm going to tell you something, Macbeth. I can see, uh, you know, after we printed up that bill, after I went through the bill in the in-depth, it took me a month. You know, everybody said, I said I read the but No, it took me a month because, number one. Well, and then you got to keep up with all the addendums that they do and the amendments. The addendums and, the, and, and here's the predictions that, that come from it. In yeah, this chicken scratch marginal writing. That, that is meant not to be read, by the way. But in this bill, it not only has those, those ambiguities of law. It does. It absolutely does. It has the same fundamental principle that people are trying to get away from. And and what you've, you're hearing more as we're getting closer to them, jamming it down our throat like it's a pressure cooker. We got to get it before Christmas. We got to get it before Christmas. What you have, what you're seeing is that Republicans are arguing from it from the wrong point. And, and you know what? We do have that Marco Rubio clip. Now, I didn't like Marco Rubio when he ran. I didn't care for him because I knew about the sugar subsidies. Marco Rubio. I never reminded him, but I, I, he needed more of a spine if he wanted to be on that stage. He is a step and fetch Republican who is only yeah. out for more subsidies, not just for himself, but for his state. And that's the other thing in this tax bill or these bills they talk about. When Did, did Stephen Moore and the former capitalists, whether it's Side Saddle, Grover Norquist, or Larry Kudlow or the rest of them, when they come out, do they address the pork that congressmen take back to the states? Is any of that ever addressed? Because that's the real crime in, in our government, that these individual congressmen are being paid off to vote for their vote. They're being bribed. If this was Chicago, it would be a paper bag. Why not just deliver the money in a paper bag? Because it's bribery. But listen to Marco Rubio. His objection is not the fact that there's a new 49% tax bracket. He doesn't care about that. He doesn't care about the fact, you know what's in, hidden in this? Is the first in, first out rule of, of stocks. Right. Which really screws a guy like you. Yeah. Right. Your, your father passes away. He leaves you some stocks. Well, now when they want to pay taxes, it's going to be when he first bought them. Right. So it's a, it's a hidden tax for the rest of us that this ambiguity of just pressure point taxation. That's not what Marco objects to. Play what Marco objects to in this tax law. Unless they can figure out a way to add to the 1100 figure, um, I, I won't support the bill. Behold Republican welfare now, reform. People listening may say, well, what's the 1100 figure, Sean? That's the child credit figure. He wants welfare. And what that is, is to buy off the people who have kids and want a payment. with that's with doubling the standardized deduction. And then the other thing is doubling the earned income tax credit, which is aside from that. You do realize those are two different deductions. Or two different welfare payments. They call them deductions. Well, then there's the additional additional child tax credit, the earned income credit, and the child tax credit. And then you know what, Ron Johnson? I'm against it. And when when you break down the wall, when you chisel at what they're actually against, it's against their own contributors, their own donators donating money. They're not getting a big enough reward in it. So we have this this Trump that promised to do everything different. It's more of the same. It's more of the special interest. You know, we don't ever hear that unless it's it's an election cycle. Special interests. They're not really not that special, are they? They're they're essentially how everything happens. Well, if Comcast gives you eleven million dollars to make sure net neutrality stays in place, that's pretty special, brother. I would think so. Eleven million. That's a big chunk of dough. But it's it's the standard operating procedure now. When the insurance if, if companies... If there's nobody paying for someone's interest in something getting done, nothing's going to get done. When the insurance companies make sure that their campaign contributions go up to make sure their back-ended uh, subsidies go up in the end, that's corruption. 
That's not part of a, of a utopian law called Obamacare. That's just simply corruption. And what's happening is I, I wanted more of the destroying net neutrality. I wanted less of Marco Rubio telling us, let's put more people on welfare. And the only holdouts we have are the guys, ironically, who f- are fighting for more of the Democrat platform, which is welfare for their constituents. So whether it's net neutrality and all the socialists in Oak Park opening the doors of their Prius, or it's Marco Rubio demanding more money because people have kids, it's the same ideology. And one thing they're both missing is the individual liberty and your property rights. That's what's under attack here. It's your property rights. So praise the Donald Trump's administration and his cohorts when they destroy regulation like net neutrality. But at the same time, Thank you very much. Now destroy this tax bill. Reject it. It is a fraud. And Macbeth, as sure as I'm sitting here, it is going to destroy the property tax or the, or the property values in our lives. It's going to destroy. And the, higher, and the higher the taxes are in your state, the worse it's going to be for you. And their answer is going to be devaluing the dollar. Their answer is going to be more national populism. Their answer will be more spending in a trillion-dollar infrastructure plan. So what we need to do is let it crash, because I got news for you, Macbeth. The Republican Party is done. It's done. And the Republicans like Marco Rubio, they'll become called John Kennedy Democrats. That's what's coming out of the woodwork. John Kennedy, Ronald Reagan Democrats. So that that'll have a fiscal responsible. It'll have the Bernie Sanders radical socialists. And you and me, we're going to be underwriting both of it. I'm tired of of being a victim. It's time to throw out, and I mean this, and I I am heartbroken with Ted Cruz. I'm heartbroken with Mike Lee. But they're in on it. Throw them all out. Start all over again. And it starts with little think tanks like the Liberty Hour. That's what this is. If you're a cheerleader, if you're part of Cattle Drive Radio, you don't like this show. For the rest of us, we'll be back after these messages. Call Sean now at 312-642-5600. Now, normally, I would be saying, listen to that Batman-sounding guy. I love him, by the way. But you really can't call because this is the Liberty Hour each and every well, Sunday night. you can night. call, but we're not here. Exactly. Yeah. Each and every Sunday night, 10 to 11, this is really your your virtual terrestrial is it terrestrial? What? Yes, this is terrestrial word. radio. Terrestrial radio. This is really, this is where, Good grief. this is where, and when you think about it, you know, Macbeth, I'm very proud of this, Sean. You ever many, done many this levels. before? Just once or twice. <laughs> I'm very, very proud of this on many, many levels because this is where we're not tribal. This is one thing that disgusts me and has disgusted me since, since really uh, the, the election cycle began is this tribalism, this, oh my God, the Republicans let us support them. That's what got us here. That's what gives you the Paul Ryans. That's what gives you the Mitch McConnells. And, you know, in Illinois, that's what gives you the Peter Roscoe. There's nothing more feckless, more useless, more inefficient than an Illinois Republican. They are truly, uh, what's that team that plays the Harlem Globetrotters? 
Uh, you're talking about the, the Washington senators? No, what are we going back to? I don't the know. The Harlem Globetrotters. You know that they travel the country, and they're just put up there to be bodies. They're just put up there to be stooges. They're the defenders in the in the jams that that are that are broadcast over the world. That's all an Illinois Republican is. A oh, not the Harlem Globetrotters. The, the team they play. Yeah, that's right. what I'm talking about. Right. The generals or something, whatever they. Ah, uh, well, it doesn't matter. You want to know what? It doesn't matter. It's as useless as as, as remembering an Illinois Republican's name. Because the one time we did get an Illinois Republican who was any good, they redistrict and they throw him out, and he can be heard at AM 560. The answer, his name's Joe Walsh. Five to seven weekdays. Really? And I'm filling in Wednesday. Oh, great. Yeah, baby. So um, that's what happens here in Illinois. The corruption will weed out the people who try to take it on. If you play within the confines of that system... You can't. You're already beat. You're put there to be a stooge. And one thing that this week has happened, and I've heard a lot of hosts talk about it, you've got Rahm Emanuel, which, by the way, Macbeth, I can't tell you, I love the voice. You know why? As a kid, I was one of the few boys that loved The Wizard of Oz. And the Lollipop Guild, where those little munchkins would come out with those high-pitched voice, I loved it. And Rahm Emanuel floods back all those memories of my mom making cookies in the kitchen. So for for the first tenth of a second. Can you imagine him in the uh, multicolored lady? Oh, I got him in the jumpsuit with the giant lollipop. That's Rahm Emanuel. The only difference is those Lilliputians, those munchkins, those those little guys, they were good at running the town. The mayor of Munchkinville. Oh, it's an awesome place. It was great. Streets were clean. Nobody getting shot on the corner. Top of the USA Today poll every year. Absolutely fantastic. And you know what? It didn't. Every once in a while a house falls. It wasn't uh, constantly in the red. Right? Your biggest problem was the Wicked Witch. Yeah. We'll, we'll call that Michael Madigan. So, really, it's more played by the part of, of Seven Foot of Stupid Bruce Rauner. The so, other if we can stooge. get Rauner's house to fall out of the sky onto Madigan? Everything would be great. The, the other stooge. So, but here's the thing. He's been going on national... It's a really crappy analogy, but go ahead. National nighttime shows. Um, I, the, guy, the, the guy who worth $35 million who wants everybody else to pay for his kid's illness. This is another thing. This, uh, his name is, is irrelevant. Kimmel. Kimmel. Jimmy Kimmel jumping on trampolines. He peaked early. Then there's the other guy, the Colbert, right, who pretends to be, um, pretends to be the Irish guy from Fox News. He likes to seem sage. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So he gets on there, and he's, now he's an authority, and we're a Trump-free zone. Chicago. Is a Trump-free zone. Did you catch him saying that? There, there's a giant silver yeah. obelisk uh, with a tower on top of it that and uh, he's, has his name giant across the front of it. Yeah, and he's cheered, yay, Rom, you it's go. Hilarious. And it's the biggest loser bastion of corruption sewer in really the 50 states. Chicago. But yet this guy who's plummeted it, who on every level you you point in a direction and it's a borrowed money laundering scheme failure. And Rahm Emanuel is is the guy who 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 is really he's the crossing guard for it. He stands there and lets it all happen and then pretends that Chicago is a great city because it's made up of great people, which it is. But those great people are also the victims. And they're leaving in droves. They're the victims and they're fleeing out. And it is so bad that Congress is talking about having the U.N., the blue helmets, come into our city like some third world despot run. Now, it was Richard Boykin, who's a uh, first district county commissioner. Oh, is that who it was? I thought thought it was a congressman. Well, Uh, we have have sound of it, though. Hit us. Let's see what he says. And so I'm hoping to appeal to the U.N. to actually come to Chicago and meet with victims of violence 
and maybe even possibly help out in terms of peacekeeping efforts. Yeah. Because I think it's so critical uh, for us to make sure that these neighborhoods are safe. Quite frankly, we fail the people of Chicago in many instances in these communities because we fail to protect them from the violence. Can you think of anything better for the city of Chicago right now than, like, Frenchmen in blue helmets who aren't allowed to fire a weapon? (laughs) You're just going to have dead Frenchmen. We could do a whole show on U.N. scandal and the inefficiency and corruption in the U.N., but, you know, that's... At least 20% of every dollar is paid for it. That's beside the point of the U.N. debacle. You have an elected official... An elected official who is supposed to represent and supposed to help people, his constituents in his district, and he's waving the white flag because that is where we Chicago is the destination. Not only can our police not do it, but our government apparently can't do it. We need foreign powers. Chicago's where bad policies lead. That's it. So take a look at it because that's what's going to happen in America if we don't get off the road to serfdom. Liberty Hour. We'll be back after this. You're listening to The Liberty Hour with Sean Thompson. Get on the line with Sean by calling 312-642-5600. This is The Liberty Hour each and every Sunday night, even when we tape on Friday, because I'm filling in for one Dan Proft. And I was supposed to come in with a sound. I know. That's why you pointed to me. Well, I, but I can't. I, but I, I remembered after I started playing it yeah. on this board, I can only play one thing. At Apparently, time. I'm the pilot and the wingman. I had your back. But here's the thing. Well, you're the bomb, tune, actually. <laughs> tune in tomorrow morning uh, on AM 560, The Answer. I have been honored and privileged. i got to tell you something. Yeah, you're really filling am. in all over the place, aren't you? I'm filling in Monday and Tuesday for Proft. I'm filling in Wednesday for Joe Walsh. And I am so flattered, man. I am so honored because I am a radio junkie. All right. I'm a fan. I don't know how to do this. And you, if you listen to the show, you probably figured it out. But the nice thing is when you have a fundamental principle, when you have a belief structure, the stories write themselves. Right. And we are from the spear tip of failure, Illinois, the spear tip of Illinois. corruption. Right. Where our only hope was seven foot of stupid Bruce Rauner. <laughs> that laugh goes with Bruce Rauner's face. And what I loved as I spotted Bruce Rauner when he was running, and I knew that... The, was he in the crowd? Well, first of all... Uh, you, stood up on, you stood up on the curb, and he's oh, there he is. If you weren't tipped off by the wine club for Rahm Emanuel, did you imagine, Macbeth, it's a hundred grand. Did you read about these guys? Tipped off. You know, you say tipped off. We should have Comey and, uh, and Rauner do a, well, here, a basketball tip I'm not going to be tipped off by the investigative reporters. Like, who's the pencil neck geek with Andy... Uh, uh, gee, the, the, the little weasel guy. He's supposed to be the investigative reporter. Uh, it's not Avalos, is it? No, Andy something. No. doesn't matter. I saw him one time at uh, at uh, that Anchors, uh, the rib place, uh, Twin Anchors. I saw him at Twin Anchors sitting by himself in a booth. I mean, you could just tell he's, he's useless at his job. He couldn't even eat the ribs right. I think he was using a knife and fork. I used to love Chuck Gowdy. That's Chuck Gowdy, I liked him too. But, you know, all of a sudden. He only did that for so long. Though. But here, he's doing investigative reporters on, on flower deliveries. You live in a city, all we really have is John Cass. That's what I'm saying, you can only do that for so long. You live in a city like Chicago, where the new Republican, and I, parentheses, governor, 
joined was a member of a wine club where it was a hundred grand for these politically corrupt and their banker friends to kind of commingle with each other. Isn't that a great Chardonnay? Well, yes, it is, Rom. It's a wonderful. It, you got to let it breathe. And these imbeciles are running it because they, what they're what they're saying in these little meetings is that the people of Chicago, the people of Illinois, are too stupid to figure out what's going on. And what's sickening is, for the most part, they're right. For the most part, we just keep putting them back in there. Yeah. It's insane, right? And 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 Rahm Emanuel is going to be mayor till he doesn't want to be. And if he doesn't want to be, it's because he's got his eyes on a bigger prize. It's like Paul Ryan. You think he's not? He doesn't want to be speaker? Oh no, no. He wants some of that John Boehner lobbyist money. So don't worry. When they they vacate their position, they become a bigger cog in the corrupt machine that we call our government. And that's Chicago is an unmitigated failure. This guy goes from show to show national show talking about how how he doesn't like trump and right. chicago's a trump free zone and well, you got a, be- a county commissioner talking about uh, bringing in foreign troops to be peacekeepers on uh, on chicago streets it's just insane foreign troops peacekeepers on chicago streets there's your, there's your police state and it's not even controlled by your own government it's too bad he doesn't feel that way about the money of the people that don't agree with well. them right what if what wouldn't that be great if we made socialists fund themselves how long you think that'd last well you only got to ask bernie sanders wife the picture of beauty that she is. Atlas didn't need to shrug. He just never even tried to lift it. Oh, wouldn't that be wonderful if they could only take taxes from people that supported their ideas? That would be the end of the Democrat Party. Of yeah. course, you do have that huge scandal of Uranium well, you One. The flip side, if you support somebody who goes for a war, uh, you, you know, you're paying for the war. And that reminds me, you know what's always sickened me? And you and I disagree a little bit on this, but that's what makes a good conversation. The idea that the answer to our problems is that individual companies and those who make up those companies can give unlimited bribes, I mean contributions, to politicians they support is so wrong. Now, I, haven't, I, haven't said, I haven't said anything supporting unlimited money into the system. What I'm saying is that that is political speech and it is protected by the First Amendment. You okay. can't make it illegal. Is what I'm saying, which is what they were trying to do. But the Citizens United verdict, which is what brought that out, well, could was I, actually just about you I'm, know I'm just tr- a neighbor, trying to put somebody in jail for I'm, political speech. I'm just a neighborhood guy. That's all I am. Yeah. I don't have letters behind my name or nothing. But I will say this, and I said nothing on purpose. I, I will say this. If a policeman pulls me over mm-hmm. for one of the various laws I choose to ignore, like the seatbelt <laughs> law. If he pulls me over and he comes up to the car and I said, you know, officer, you look like a stout man. You look like that shirt's you're outgrowing that shirt. You look like you want another donut. And I say, officer, I'm going to give you to the officer friendly donate donut fund. I'd like to donate a thousand bucks and we're going to call it a contribution. What do you think he's going to do when he pulls me over for the no seatbelt? I think he's going to give you a ticket yeah. because you told him that. Uh, right. But yeah, for some reason, uniform. for some reason, we think it's different when it's some 28 year old kid. Right. Who's never had a job in his life? Right. Who's from some little district in Wisconsin and raises twenty-two million dollars in campaign contribution? He's not going to do that. He's not going to going to make way or make law or give favors to the people who give him that money. No, that's the answer of free speech. So here, just because you say and you voted Republican and these these scoundrels get behind something and call it free speech doesn't mean it's true reject the nonsense no matter whose mouth it's coming out of and when people tell you the answer to corruption is just unlimited money 
They're lying to you in the same way they're telling you a tax increase and new bars of taxation, new tiers of tyranny is a good thing for the economy. In each case, it's a lie. Reject it when socialists say it. and Reject it when somebody who says, no, 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 I'm not a socialist, but here's what I believe. And it's socialism. Reject it. This is the Liberty Hour. Fastest hour on the weekends. We're almost done. Marcus is walking by telling me, hitting his watch, we need the studio. Get out of here. This is the Liberty Hour. We'll be back right after this. This is the Liberty Hour. Here's your host, Sean Thompson, on AM560, The Answer. I like this song. This is the Liberty Hour each and every Sunday night, even when it's Friday afternoon. And what I mean by that is don't call in because we're taped. And it's Friday afternoon. Friday afternoon. And I'm filling in for Dan Prof tomorrow. I have to get up. What's supposed to be Friday morning? Yeah, I do it. But it's Friday afternoon. We have to tell everybody everything. Listen, here's the deal. Um... The sausage, the real conversation that I think happens, happens between us as people, right? It happens in my cigar store, the Elmhurst Cigar House. Yeah. Help, it, it the happens, two of us between segments. It happens with the two of us between segments. It happens when I'm helping people move from Illinois to Florida with through Liberty Real Estate Services. You see what I'm doing here, don't you? Okay. No, gee, um, you never worked that in. Um, this is what happens, and this is the hope of, of restoring liberty. This is the hope of restoring freedom. And this is how, this also how you can expose lies and deception. Now, we just ended uh, our last segment with the failures of Chicago. And the real point of what Rahm Emanuel is going around advocating and the real pretend disagreement he has with uh, oh, Don- be the good guy. Donald Trump is that he is the Lone Ranger. Lone Ranger. Right. He is the virtuous rescuer of the illegal um, alien's child, right? right? So what better excuse to pry property away from other people than kids, right? Of course. Especially... Anytime somebody talks about children, anytime a politician talks about children, grab your wallet. Especially when they're poor, right? Especially when they're perceived to be less than you. See, that's what really he's doing. He's, he's going to use them because they're... Don't you, don't you feel guilty? Your kid, you, you work hard, you provide for your kid. He's got everything. But this kid... He doesn't have a chance. It's 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 an un. What do what do they call that? The uh, the uh, consequences of bigotry, right? It's it's an unspoken unintended bigotry. It, this is the consequence. This is what he's really saying in a quiet, whispery voice. There is a basis. They're, they're the basis virtue. of it is that this person is helpless. Yeah. Exactly. Without my help. Now, yeah. I, I'm lucky that I live in the real world, and I always have. And I'm lucky that I don't judge people based on who they, how they look, what country they're from, what color they are. I've never done that. I do. I, I look at you, I say, look at this guy, he's a jerk. <laughs> but I, I, some of the people that work with me that I use in different things are Mexicans, are Latin of some different country, are black. Some of my favorite people are of color. And the reason is... I don't ever look at them less than me. I don't ever need somebody to say, you know what? He's not as good as you. He needs 30 extra points on a test. You know what? He can't pay for his kids. He just can't. You got to pay for his kids. See, I have the respect for that man as an individual to let him do what he wants to do. So that's why on immigration, I've had people call the show. I've had people send me email. What are you, an open borders guy? No, no, no. 
I'm an open opportunity guy. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, I like to think of things as if I was in a country run by despots, by corruption, by failure, by frauds like Venezuela. If I was from Cuba, if I was from Argentina, Chile, Mexico, what would I do? Anything I could to come to a place that guaranteed me the equality of opportunity, not outcome. See, that's what politicians want you to believe, that they're gonna, they have it in their power to give you the quality of outcome. They don't. They're using you as a foil. And the reality is with this whole instance with illegal aliens, let them earn their way in by not giving them anything. And your problems are all solved. And that goes for the rest of us. Nobody's kid should go to school for free. Nobody. Nobody's kid should be covered by by unlimited health care. Nobody. You're going to pay for what you use. Otherwise, what happens is or this, work for it. Otherwise, what happens is this cancer of, 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 of heroes, of fake heroes like Rahm Emanuel, who's a failure and, 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 and a campaign recipient of every corrupt company. But he's looking out for you. You keep believing that. And that's the slave mindset they want you to have. Reject being a slave. Demand freedom. Demand your liberty. This is the Liberty Hour. We will be back. I got to stop chewing gum in the middle. We'll be back next week. We'll be back. Is this it? The last. Get out. Fastest hour of the week. I can't believe it. I wanted two more segments. See you Monday morning. I have to go home. 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 Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 